0: Well, good morning. There you go. So Financial Peace University begins on the 12th of October. And we've done this a couple of times before. So lurking among you are some some financial peace graduates and they're a little weird. They smile easier. They have more peace. And they've figured a few things out. One of the guys said to me, Craig, we came to sort our money out, and we ended up sorting our marriage out. It's a great opportunity to get on the same page with those people around you. I want to highly uh, recommend that you come through this. We, if people ask us to marry them, we say part of your marriage counseling is this stuff. Your marriage prep is this stuff. I also want to say, if you've come through the course before, I want to encourage you to come again as as a refresher because I've got good news for you. We've managed to Connect with an American uh, adult education class. And so for the first time, we are able to offer the Financial Peace University package to you free of charge. It's worth two grand. You want two grand? You just got to sign up and come. Not only that, but for some reason, they also will offer, they also are giving us the MS Microsoft 365 for a year, which is about a thousand rand. So you want to make three grand? You just turn up. How about, I mean, where have you ever heard of being? paid to come to a course about money. So it's amazing, we've been able to get all access, so um, it'll give you all the stuff for the course, but it'll also give you extra um, uh, material, there's books on how to do this with your kids, there's books on um, uh, how to do this in your business, and it really is well worth it. I want to encourage you to be a part of this. So last week we had uh, Andre preaching on David, and I'm um, hearing good reports from you guys in the life groups, and uh, so this morning I want to pick up again on where I started two weeks ago. You heard Rich has been in Germany. I was down the Eastern Cape with a bunch of pastors, and it's great. We had a good time, but as always, it's great to be home again. So I did ask you, but let me ask again, who is feeling challenged with where our economy is sitting? Anyone? Yes. What about the price of petrol? If you've got a car that takes diesel, aren't you jealous of the petrol car, two rand, cheaper petrol owners? The only joke is that my car goes further on diesel. But anyway, what about the cost of groceries? You're struggling to buy the same number of groceries and feed your children the same number of meals on your grocery budget? Um, How about inflation? Is that worrying you? Inflation seems to be going up all the time. Uh, Read working this again, I had to change all my sums because the repo rate has gone up, which means the bank lending rate has gone up, which means you and I are paying more money for anything that we owe money on, right? You feeling it? Everywhere we go, it's like we're earning less money on our investments and we're spending way more money on everything we have. I'm so glad. We plan to do this money course from the beginning of the year. It seems like the Lord might just be in it, right? Um, So over over these three weeks, we're talking about winning with money. Uh, Part of our introduction, obviously we won't take you all through financial peace, but I'm hoping to provoke you enough that you want to come along and you'll change your life. You literally can change your family tree. Your children's children can be grateful because you change the way you do your money. Let me ask you this: Do you, if you think of money, if you think of your salary, if you think of your budget, if you think of going shopping for groceries, do you feel peace or anxiety? Yeah. What about for your future? I mean, it's hard enough this week, right? This month. What about when my kids are older? What about when my kids go to varsity? I one boy in varsity one of these days I'll have two kids in varsity at the same time we thought we were so clever we had them uh, we planned to have them a little further apart Uh, now I'm really confused yeah Colette's at the back she's saying keep on going Craig Um, we thought we'd have our kids two years apart and then we ran into some trouble this is serious (laughs) We thought we'd have Jamie a year earlier than the Lord gave her to us. And uh, when she came, we were so glad. We th- were so proud of ourselves because we realized we wouldn't have two kids in nappies at the same time. Do you know what nappies cost? <laughs> we thought we were so clever, but what we didn't realize is one day we'd have two kids in varsity at the same time. <laughs> cost more than nappies. Yeah? You want money peace now? You want money peace for your future? Man, if you aren't entirely at peace, FPU is where you need to be. Financial Peace University. Let me recap from two weeks ago. Two weeks ago we said that normal sucks because normal is broke. And I gave you so much evidence. If you weren't convinced, there's no hope for you. I probably bawled you to death with enough statistics from South Africa, not just from other parts of the world, to prove to us that we don't have a handle on our money as a culture as a nation. We're not good at our money. We said that abnormal is possible. It's possible not to be like sheep following everyone else. The outcome of living like a normal person is that our culture makes us dependent and poor. There's such a a movement towards the self-possession, this I'm in charge of my life. Don't. Put, don't look down on me. I can do this. And then we willingly conduct our financial affairs in a way that makes us subservient to other people. We said that God has designed us for better. He's designed us so that we're free to do Jesus' will. We're free to have peace. We're free to be generous because this kind of life displays Jesus better to those around us, yeah? And so remember, folk, we've been... Challenging each other that our faith, this church, shouldn't be Centurion's best kept secret, right? Now, you might be saying, ah, but I'm like, I'm nervous to, to tell people about Jesus. Can I give you a hint? We're going to help you out. You know, this thing called social media. Do you, do you know that it, it happens? Yeah? So you just jump on. You can do it now while I'm talking. I don't mind. You jump on Grace Cove social media. You say, man, Financial Peace University has challenged me, or there's a Poiki course competition, or whatever the thing is. You just like and share. It's so simple. And everyone in your social circles will suddenly see one, you're a Christian, two, that there's stuff happening, and they might want to opt in. What we do is not just for us, it's for this whole city, right? And so that's why, even when my life financially comes into line, it shows people about Jesus that there's hope. And then we finish by saying that not normal people, because remember, normal sucks, not normal people are able to exercise self control, they can say no, they set goals. They sacrifice when needed. They don't compare each other with each other. And they're able to be generous. The goal of Financial Peace University is to live like no one else today so that later I can live and give like no one else. You guys are looking a bit thoughtful. I know we've had quite an exercising meeting. Didn't, didn't we spend like, how's, how are you on the inside? You feel like you need a rest? Like, if I, like, can we just have a water break and just, whew, just breathe? God has worked with us this morning, right? He, re- he really has. <laughs> I think he's going to do some more. But I, when we, it was funny, uh, I've had a couple of guys come and like, nod with me, say, oh, Craig, normal sucks. You're right. You know, all of a sudden I've given you a, a license to use that kind of language. I hope it's as far as it goes. But I hope that as I spoke two weeks ago, something happened inside of you. I hope you had a bad taste in your mouth and a sick feeling in your stomach. I didn't get any amens for that. (laughs) I hope there was something inside of you that said, this is not right. I deserve better. Now, I think the Bible says we deserve death. Yeah? Anything beyond that that we get is a gift from the Lord. But I hope inside of you you said, no ways, I don't want to live like this. I actually want life to be going upwards future, that my future is in my control and is getting better, not the other way around. I hope I disturbed you two weeks ago. Now my question is, so what will we do about it? So welcome to episode two of Don't Talk About Money, the series where we talk about money. Today we're going to be talking about playing with snakes. Playing with snakes, subtitled, Debt is Dangerous. Hanging out with a bunch of pastors, we were comparing music and uh, music styles. It's a hazard to your health. Let me move on. When I was in uh, early high school, my friend had a father who kept saying, if you want money, when I was a child, I went and I found snakes. And I, I collected snakes from the bush and then I sold them and I made so much money. So if you want money, don't ask for pocket money. Go to the bush and find some snakes. And so I remember with me and my friend wandering around in KZN, it's like, you know, all this deep bush wandering around looking for snakes that we were going to get rich on. I don't know what we would have done if we found one. Hey, have you ever picked up a snake? Who's picked up a snake before? One, two, three, four, five, jeepers. Some of you, wow. Okay, some of you I'm impressed with, some, I'm, some of you I'm not surprised with, um, but if you pick up a snake, you pick it up by the tail, you hope its head doesn't get to your fingers, Right? Hey, do you know that there are... All snakes are dangerous. Even the, the, the ones that don't have poison, they've got stuff on their teeth that can make you very sick. All snakes are dangerous. You're never able to tame them. Even the small ones can kill you. No one just says, Oh, you know, I've got a snake in the house. But it's all right. It's a small one. Sit, relax on the couch. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's not tall enough to get up onto the couch with you. It'll be fine. It's just on toe level. Hello? You with me? Hey, Snakes are dangerous. They're not good to have around. If you put them in a tank, now some of you are snake lovers and you're going, Craig, uh, just hold on. Now, if you put them in a tank, you come past that tank, you see the tank's empty, you're in trouble, right? Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, Leon von Dahl said, when there's a snake loose in the house, you hit every bump in the carpet. Debt is like playing with snakes. Every one of them is dangerous. The big ones and the small ones alike. Do you know that only half of South Africans can cover a 1,000 rand emergency without going into debt? Half of us. Less than 40% can manage a 5,000 rand emergency without going into debt. Debt Rescue says that South Africans owe 75% of their income to debt payments. You wonder why you can't do nice things? Because three quarters of what we earn is already committed to somebody else. Less than 23% of South Africans have any money left at the end of the month. That means... Less than 23 of us can percent of us can decide whether we're going to save that month or not. You surely you and I work too hard to be as broke as we are. Debt is so ingrained in our culture that most of us can't even envision a car without a payment, a home without a mortgage, a student without a loan, shopping without a credit card. We've been sold debt. With such repetition and intensity that most of us can't even conceive what it would be like to live a life where we have no payments. (laughs) I'm looking at Tom over there, but you know I chatted to folk that come from the Netherlands and they were saying it's inconceivable. You guys tell me if I'm right or wrong. This lady was saying it's inconceivable that you buy a car in the Netherlands with a loan you don't have the money, you don't buy the car. This lady was saying to her husband, please don't buy a car, I want to ride my bicycle. is that a different way of thinking about life? <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Who here has seen an advert to buy a car where they don't list the monthly payments? Anyone? One. Yeah? These days I'm seeing you walk into the grocery store, or, or not the grocery store, you walk into the store, they're like, well this is four payments, you buy and take a lot. You, now have a th- you can click how many payments I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm buying 50 rands worth of something, but I can pay it off over four months. Payments for a bed. Yes. Couch. Payment for a TV. I've heard of people buying a dog on payments. You know, you go to the grocery store, you take out your card, you give it to them. If it's a credit card, they will say to you, budget or straight. I want to say to you, if you're buying bread and milk on debt, on budget, you're in trouble. Unless that milk's going to last you six months. Debt has become such a part of our culture that we seldom stop to think it through. Today, I'm asking you to think these things through again, not to be bullied by our culture, but to think them through in a fresh way, not even to be bullied by me. I'm not telling you what to do this morning. I'm shaking your thinking and hoping that we can all just think about these things again. The way you run your money has got nothing to do with me, it's between me and God, you and God, right? I'm just asking us not to give in to the culture and to think without someone else controlling the way we think. Wouldn't that be cool? We all think, oh, I'm such an individual, and we do exactly what everyone else does. I'm not saying that if you're in debt, you're sinning. I'm asking for us to consider that God may have a better way for our good. So number one, what does the Bible say about our debt? What does the Bible say about debt? Now, let's have a look at a couple of uh, couple of passages from the Scriptures. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 1. It says, My child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt, or agreed to guarantee a debt, of a stranger please notice this language it says if you have trapped yourself by your agreements and are caught by what you said i think too many of us go around saying it's not fair this life how dare those people i'm i'm tiptoeing here i'm nervous because if i say the wrong things i'm gonna um, you guys are gonna get sidetracked and not hear what i'm trying to say But many of us have have agreed to certain commitments and then we get angry and we try and get out of the very commitments that we agreed to. If you want to argue, argue before you agree. You with me? This passage says, you have trapped yourself by your agreement and have been caught by what you have said. Verse 3, follow my advice and save yourself. For you've placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride and go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off. Do it now. (laughs) Don't rest until you do. Is that a strong scripture? I get that I'm standing on toes this morning. I understand. But can I just remind you, you're not doing anything for my sake. Okay? I'm not here to inspect you. I'm here to challenge us to think again and for us all to go back to the Lord and say, so, Jesus, how should I live? Proverbs thirteen eleven, It says, Wealth quickly gained is quickly wasted. Easy come, easy go. But if you gradually Gain wealth, you will watch it grow. Proverbs chapter six verse five. It says, "Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net." If you come to Financial Peace University, they love this. Uh, they talk about being gazelle intense. And the point is, if you're the springbuck, you want to go to the the, the 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 Kruger Park. What happens to springbucks? They get eaten by lions, right? Yeah. The Bible seems to say that if we are stuck, (laughs) we should save ourselves like a gazelle escaping from the hunter. You know that person that smiles at you and says, For just these many payments, you too could have shiny, shiny. That guy's not your friend. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's offering you all sorts of fulfillments. (laughs) <laughs> Just 57 payments. You too can feel like amazing. No, the hunter is after you, Springbuck. His claws are sharp and shiny, and they're coming for your throat. Proverbs 21, verse 5 it says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, it tells us that godliness with contentment is great gain. You know what they realized back in the day? They realized the way to make us buy stuff is to make us feel discontent with what we have. I won't ask you, but for those of us that wear Apple Watches or the Samsung equivalent, isn't it interesting how every single year they bring up the upgrade, bring out the upgrade? All of a sudden, you know, i only got last year's model. You know how many people sell their cars at three years? I'm stepping on everyone's toes this morning, I know. Sell your cars at three years? Because cars blow up at 100,000 kilometers on the clock. They just fall apart. They cease to exist. How on earth can I drive an old car? An old car. You know, I have to keep my family safe. I can't drive an old car. Like a year old car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can I set you free? If you've got a brand new car that I haven't seen yet, Ah, God bless you. Go and enjoy it. You're welcome. Enjoy it. Every month as you pay for it, over and over and over again, you get to enjoy it so many times. (laughs) Sorry, that was unfair. (laughs) You know what? We've all done stupid, right? We've all done stupid. And you might be thinking, oh, oh, (laughs) I've just made the decision. Oh, no. A lady said to me two weeks ago, man, I'm about to make a decision. It was so helpful to hear, I'll change my decision. But you might have a, it might be too late for you. Man, there's a way out. Don't worry. We're not judging anyone. We're not pointing fingers at anyone. There is a way out. Okay? And at the end of the day, it's your life. You do what you want. I know what I'm doing with mine. Okay? Romans chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Oh, no man anything but to love one another. Proverbs 22, verse 6, do you know that one? It says, train up a child. Do you know that one? Every every parent knows this one. Train up a child in the way they should go. When they were old, they won't depart from it, right? We all know that one. Do you know what the very next verse is? We don't know that one. It's this one. Check there. Verse 6, verse 7. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. I wish we quoted the second one as much as we quoted the first. Especially when we're raising a family. You see, there's a set relationship between a debtor and a creditor. God wants us to be in a position where we can hear from him and serve people in his name, not to be in bondage to making payments. He wants us to have freedom and have options. Many of us sense God's calling us to do great things for him, but because we are under certain restrictions, we can't respond. Proverbs chapter twenty one verse twenty. The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp them down. Number two, debt is dangerous. I don't know if anyone's going to want to have tea with me this after this meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Momentum, yeah, momentum. Uh, Services, the head of financial wellness, Estelle Schultz-Mayer, said that the most troubling aspect of South Africans' over-reliance on credit was that they had become dependent on expensive personal loans to fund their lifestyles. She said that people have been sidetracked into debt by immense financial needs that were not always necessities. Dave Ramsey says, we end up spending money we don't have to buy things we don't want, to impress people we don't like. (laughs) You know the credit card companies? They've learned that they prioritize extending credit to existing customers rather than onboarding new clients. Uh, Business tech report. It's easier to get the current clients to have more debt than to go and do the hard work of finding new clients. Have you ever been into the shops, you wonder why every single shop is now offering you a store credit card? You go and buy a car, you know where they make their money, Richard? (laughs) You know where they make their money? They make very little profit on the actual sale of the vehicle. That's why you get Ford credit and Mercedes credit and Toyota credit and every single person's credit. Because the money is made on the interest more than the profit from the selling of the thing. This is amazing. We're in, a, we're in a culture where the thing actually isn't what makes you money. Why is it that jolly Pep Stores wants to sell you a cell phone contract and store credit? Nothing wrong with Pep Stores, but my goodness, it's, they're not the bank, right? Uh, Columbia Business School did a study, and they said it seems society, uh, as a society, we are so addicted. To so many must-have items, we simply continue to live above our means, borrow beyond our means, and are beholden to institutions doing the same thing. <laughs> uh, they found that that um, p- even people that don't like going into debt, when offered debt at 0% interest, have you seen those adverts? 0% is like cash, right? It's just not like cash in your wallet. And so they did a study. They, they offered people weekend holiday packages on payments, 0% interest. And those that didn't want to go into debt said, oh, it's fine. It's just 0% interest. It doesn't really count. My goodness, this is getting really quiet around these parts. Momentum again did some research. They said some of the negative effects. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Some of the negative effects, because you can say, oh Craig, I'm fine. I've just got a little snake in the voorkamer, but we'll be safe. (laughs) Some of the negative effects of debt are low self-esteem and impaired cognitive functioning. It stops us thinking properly. That means you can't learn, remember, be attentive, solve problems as well as when, as, as when you're not under stress because you're overwhelmed by your bills. This is amazing. Some of you are like, oh, no. Not me. Some of you are like, oh, gee, I can just see your faces. I'll bring you some good news at the end. Uh, AOL did, a health, uh, did health research. And they said those under debt stress don't feel in control of their circumstances. They have higher blood pressure, poorer general health, anxiety, stress, stress and depression. They have more migraines, more back pains, more ulcers, more heart attacks. People in debt are more likely to get divorced within the first five years of being married. They parent more poorly, and they raise children with increased behaviorable with increased behavior problems. Anyone like to sign up for seven? quick and easy payments with me this morning and get that for free okay so why is debt dangerous well number one it erodes our spending power we Colette and I stayed with a a, a couple in Australia years ago and it was a a second marriage you know this guy and girl had got married kind of a little older and uh, the lady had a problem with credit cards it was easy to swap you know and eventually the husband was putting serious strain on the marriage. And they'd, they'd been for counseling and they didn't know how to fix this. Eventually someone sat down with the, with the lady and her spending habits. She, he said to her, do you know you could buy 25% more stuff if you just paid cash? Change her life. Now we've got to talk about budgeting with her, but never mind. You see, debt erodes our spending power. The money that you have dwindles when you're making payments and giving the bank interest. If you're making a car loan, car loan will cost you twenty five to thirty percent extra over the course of the loan. That's code for. I could have bought a thirty percent nicer car if I wasn't on payments. You got a credit card over thirty over three years, you pay your credit cards off costs you extra 30%. Over five years, it costs you an extra 50%. You want to go and buy a house? I get most of us. In fact, it's hard to buy a house without a bond, right? But we'll talk about that at FPU. Do you know, you buy a house over 20 years, you give more money to the bank in interest than the value of your house. You could buy two houses for the price that a bank loan costs you. Now, don't be sitting there saying, Craig, you're saying I can never get a bank loan for a house. And I'm I'm just telling you that debt is like a snake. You decide what you want to do with it. And come to financial peace. I've got more time that we can show you properly. And so on and so on. (laughs) Okay. So number one, debt erodes our spending power. Number two, It surrenders our control. It gives other people legal right to tell us how we run our lives. We're surrendering the legal right for an outside party to determine what I do in my household. I get angry when someone thinks they can do that about my life. It exposes us to risk. You see, we all think, no, it's fine. I'm making the payments. I can can afford it. I love it when the bank says, you can afford these payments. I'm not saying you can afford this thing. I can afford the payments, but that assumes everything goes perfectly. You guys remember we had this little thing called COVID? You you remember? Everyone thought they were fine and then all of a sudden people didn't work for two years. The government told the banks to stop charging us interest on our home loans. Yeah, They kindly just added it to the lump sum. So many people that took that have actually extended the length of their home loans. My point is banks aren't your friends. They're not there to help you. They're there to make money off of you and me. It exposes us to risk. Number four, it robs us of opportunity. If I'm still paying off last year's Christmas, what am I going to do in November? When I look at my dear children, and say, oh, I want to bless them. But I'm still paying last year's Christmas presents off. And I say my point, That robs us of opportunity. Okay, let me try and wrap up. So why is not choosing debt so powerful? Number three, last point. Why is not choosing Debt's so powerful. Well, because it shows us the fruit of contentment. Remember I said the way they figure out how to sell you new, shinier stuff than what you have at the moment is by telling you what you have is terrible. It's amazing. You buy today, tomorrow they'll say, oh, that's horrible. Yo, you need to upgrade. Hey? They make you dissatisfied with what you have. Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain doesn't mean I can't have brand new stuff doesn't mean I can't live at whatever level you want to I'm just saying that if you do it through debt it puts all these other things on top of us might not be good for us number two why is debt why is not using debt so powerful number two it's because we travel at the speed of cash we travel at the speed of cash it means if money's in, not in your life, then you don't buy it yet. Why is that important? See, I'm not anti you having nice things. I just would love us all to be able to have the money to pay for them. What I have is what God has provided and what comes without risk. They have this thing called buyer's remorse. You pay for the thing and then you feel, oh, should I have done that? I want to say, when we're not sure whether we're going to be able to make the payments, it can be worse. Let's travel at the speed of cash. Number three, we don't outpace God's plans for my life. This is a tricky one for me to talk about. We don't outpace God's plans for our life. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, You then, though you are evil, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven good give, good, give good gifts? to his children who ask him, when I ask the Lord for something and his answer is not immediate, and I say, you know what, I'll just go and put on the card. What I'm doing is I'm saying, Father in heaven, I'm a better provider, me and MasterCard, than you are. Rather I can say, Lord, you can bring this into my life anytime, anyway. I'll wait for you. Not using debt puts me in charge. No one else has a legal right to dictate to me what I do with my money. I often hear people say, I have no choice. I just have to, dot, dot, dot. You know, when you say that, you know what you're doing? You're doing two things. Number one, you are making yourself a victim. Oh, you made me so angry. I didn't have any choice but to scream. Really? He's got that power over you? In this world where no one wants to be a victim, we make ourselves victims. I didn't have a choice. I had to get the deluxe model because just the entry level wasn't like suitable for who I am. Number one, it makes us a victim. Number two, it leaves no room for God's miracles. Have you got a story where you didn't know how something was going to happen and then God turned up? your kid was sick, you needed a breakthrough, you needed an opportunity, all of a sudden God did it? You would never have that story if you just made a plan. Okay. Let me conclude. Wouldn't it be great if we could have some peace with our money? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained from it. So what do we do? Where do you go from here? I've got th- three things, and I'm done. So number one, you can decide to be debt-free. <laughs> decide if you want to be free. First thing, we've got to decide. The second thing... Get on a written budget. We'll help you how to do that at FPU. Secondly, create a written roadmap to financial freedom. You might be in a hole so deep right now, but there is a way out. You figure out where you want to be, then we'll help you figure out how you get there. And finally, sign up for Financial Peace University. Do you mind standing with me? We're done. I am even looking at your faces. I'm not too sure how you're responding to what I've said this morning. Remember, there's no judgment, and I don't even know what you do in your life. Don't need to know. All I'm asking us is to think. The dream is that we would be free to serve Jesus however He wants us to do that. We put our heads on our pillow at night, we sleep well. Wouldn't that be cool? When those people around us that don't know Jesus look at us and say, how can you be so calm? We say, let me tell you about the one who calms the storms. Father, I pray this morning, we've dealt so practically, but your Bible is practical. I pray, Lord, that you would help us each to live in freedom, whatever that means. I pray we'd cheer each other on and we'd look to you. Father, as we look at these topics, we would rise above the normal. Same old, same old everyone else suffers with. I pray, Lord, that we would choose to put you first with our money. I pray, Lord, that you'd bring us freedom and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. It's ten coffee in the courtyard. A rust to go with it. Have a great week.